Carlos? Yeah. I'm I'm kind of annoyed right now. Why are you annoyed, Jonah? Look, dude, I just got a ticket at the BART station for parking in a carpool zone. Wait, 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 wait. There, there are, like, components to what you just said. First of all, you got a ticket at BART station. That's, at BART that's, station that's, okay. for parking. parking after, after that, you got a ticket not only at BART station, but carpool parking? What? What? I don't even know what carpool parking is, but my question is, how do they know I didn't carpool, right? And then I did buy a ticket. Like, I bought a permit. So it says permit parking, and I bought a permit. So they put a ticket on your dash without you even being there. Yeah, and I'm like, it's Whoa. just confusing. And see, this is the annoying thing. When I really feel like I'm on a good vibe with, like, life that's going on, like mm-hmm. my career paths and just everything that I'm doing, right? Then I get a ticket, and I have to pay that crap. How much was the ticket? Too much. This is Mindful Meets Messy, the podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Mindful Meets Messy. I'm Jonah Price. And I'm Carlos Mendoza. And we're here talking about careers because I hate getting stuck. I hate getting stuck (laughs) in a career and not being able to move forward. Oh, Carlos, what is going on with our lives? What are we doing? Oh, man, I don't know. I I feel the same way. I feel like we're both following the same career path. And, you know, we have we set such high goals and standards for ourselves. And we're such quality people. We pull we invest in what we're doing and we make sure to put out quality work. But then there comes a time where we get stuck. And by stuck, I mean, sometimes we get distracted from our careers. And because of this thought process, we wanted to investigate and learn other people's perspectives. Yeah, so we have a guest on the line, uh, one of your friends, Carlos. Yeah, this so is... Uh, give this a good is, introduction. This is uh, one of my best friends I met back in college. Uh, he studied film, I studied theater, and there was... Uh, a good uh, working between the two departments and fields, and that's how I met him. He is currently a producer, a writer, and a director in L.A. Uh, he's a really great friend, really funny dude. This is the one, the only, Mr. Drew Kathy. What's up, Drew? Man, I haven't had an introduction like that, and I'm smiling your ear, so thank you for that, Carlos. Of course, man. Of course, man. It, it's due. You know, you've, you've paid your dues, um, and I'm only, I'm only being genuine. Uh, you're a great guy, but you're also a very skilled and talented man. What are you up to these days? How's, that, how's L.A.? Uh, L.A. is great. I know everybody always likes to complain about L.A. and all the traffic. But, you know, it's... Dude, it's not it's like just, what, whatever it, the traffic is like in L.A. because I'm from Southern California, it's nothing like the Bay Area. They're just two different dude, types of traffic. Yeah, we could have a 50-minute conversation on this <laughs> world, but, but people in the Bay Area are stupid. They complain too much about that crap. I so. agree. Um, yeah. But no, LA is great. I'm uh, enjoying the lovely town of San Dimas right now. All right, man, we're talking about uh, career paths. What is your career path? What have you been doing? What what drew you to L.A.? How did you get there? I finished up college and uh, worked some, some odd men's jobs. Um, but I got, uh, before that, I got, had, a, uh, had a film that was accepted to the Cannes Film Festival, a short film. And I, I took the trip there and saw my film screened and had a blast in southern France for two weeks and... I was just blown away and I said, this is, this is what I need to be doing with my life. And a couple months later I moved down to LA and, uh, found a side job to, to pay the bills and, uh, just been making the grind out here ever since. So what is the grind for you? Uh, me and my buddy, we have a little bit of a production company, so we do some commercial work on the side, but, uh, mainly a lot of writing, uh, did a couple of short films, uh, spent, better half of the last two years trying to uh, pimp out two feature films unsuccessfully. Um, and that was kind of a big uh, smack in the face, like, hey, this is reality. Um, it's not going to be as easy as college. And uh, But to pay the bills, I uh, I sell uh, high-quality kitchen knives to rich white women at Costco. <laughs> oh, well, I got to ask now, has any uh, dates 
come as a result of that great salesmanship that I know you're capable of? Wow. Yep, you know what? I feel like I we're mean, getting into some very dangerous territory. <laughs> he already said Costco and no, knives. They no, know I'm exactly honest. where he is. He he also said, wait, in Demas? You're in Demas right now? <laughs> like, people know exactly your location, Drew. Everyone knows. And they Liam, also- Liam Neeson could murder you today. Yeah, I remember. I remember one time I was in, I was in Chino Hills, which is in the middle of nowhere. So this woman comes up to the booth, and I couldn't tell how old she was. She could have been as young as as twenty two, but she also could have been in her early fifties. And so I had, I was just trying to gauge this woman, and I, I could tell that she was she was flirting with me. She kept making suggestions because I was like, I, I told her, oh, I'm staying so far away. My ho- I don't have a hotel around here. And she kept making suggestions of, of oh, yeah, you can you can stay at my place tonight. Oh, I have a spare, I have a spare room, blah, 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 blah. No way. Like, she kept, yeah, just, just very, you know, I did rapport with her, but I feel like I, very I don't interesting. Know. I don't. I don't know either. So, so what I did is I got her number. Drew, I, w- I would have fun working with you. I have a feeling, dude. We would. Have I would have fun, fun watching you guys work. <laughs> oh man, that's why whenever Carlos, you know, back up, <laughs> I am. I am looking for a roommate, and it's gonna be great. I w- okay. So this whole time you're talking, Carlos is like looking at me, and I'm trying to hold in a laugh so hard. <laughs> And that's what that was. I just had to come, I had to come out with a laugh because it was just it was stuck inside me. Yeah, no. Um yeah, and then so I got her number and she just gave it to me really easily. Wow, dude. We I know lucky me, right? And So uh, so it's not, it sounds like you're having fun at your day job. I mean, I complain about it and I really don't like sales so much. I'm normally I'm pretty good at talking to people so that kind of comes naturally, but but yeah, I, I don't mind it. I, I, I can take five-hour lunch break, you know, go smoke some hookah, you know, get drunk <laughs> at a bar. Not a, not a bad life. Right, right. But yeah, I, have a, ahead, I, have a, I have a question for you, though. Like, what will, it, what will it take you, for you to continue the path that you want full-time? Biggest sign for me to 100% pursue the, the film career is there's there's two things that I'm working on right now. Um, one would be selling a script. That would be kind of the first thing that would get me down that path. And obviously selling a script could sell for any number of dollars, but it should be enough dollars to, to pay for my life for an extended period of time. Um, number two um, is getting getting a feature film made. So I'm I'm in that process again as well. So before, fortunately, uh, I have a a pretty well-off director and and uh, a pretty stud cast that are that are interested in making it. So, if a number of those things happen, then uh, that could kind of change my my direction I'm going down right now. I gotta ask, man, what keeps you pursuing this film industry in LA? I mean, we all know that is the most competitive bubble in the world. Yeah, man. I mean, you you roll up I, every time I'm in LA, which is more frequently now. I every time I go to a Starbucks, I swear to you, there's probably every stereotype of every person sitting down with a laptop writing a script. Every mm-hmm. single one. Every single one. And there's often it, you can go pick pick a Starbucks. I don't care which one in LA, but I can guarantee you there's someone talking to some quote unquote producer about their script. The barista al- uh-huh. is always late making my drink because they're typing in their laptop on the back. So back to Carlos's mm-hmm. question, why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's the joke everywhere I go. You know, I take an Uber to Starbucks. The Uber driver's telling me about his script. And then I get a coffee, and the waitress is an actress who has an audition at four o'clock. <laughs> and and I'm in line to go to the bathroom, and there's 15 other people that are chatting it up about the next big idea. And then and then I go get a breakfast, and at a, a famous spot in Los Feliz, and I get chatted up by an older gentleman who claims he's a producer for Joe, James Franco's next movie. He tells me to call him, yada yada. Nothing happens. 10 months later. So it's, it's an endless cycle. Um, anywhere you go, that's how it's going to be. But I think, um, I think the thing that always motivates me and it should for a lot of people is, is right now there's so much, 
material that's getting out there, especially with all the all the, all the new stuff going out there with Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and YouTube. I'm not a big fan of YouTube and you know, stuff, but that's that's my personal preference. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of material out there that's getting made, and there's a lot of great stuff, but there's also a lot of horrible stuff. Um, there's a lot of really bad stuff that people are able to get money for. And that right there is inspiring enough to be, to say, Hey, I can make something at least that bad. So why, why, why stop now? And, you know, it's, it's definitely an industry about who, you know, everything's, everything's about timing. So I think the thing with, with the industry is it's, it's not, it's not easy, but then again, nothing, there's a saying, nothing in life that's easy is worth pursuing. You said, you said like, at least I can make something that bad. Well, then that doesn't sound like anything special about your writing. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you're just, like, trying to get the minimum done. Well, just so... <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, in seriousness, though, do you have to have something special to be in Hollywood? And do you bring something special, something different? You know, I think I think the thing is, is, is lo- film, making a movie and... I think people. I think people are always interested in seeing a new story, and I think, I think the thing that that I I bring to the table is is just that is I have so many stories in my life. Um, you know, it's when you when you're in college, you make you know you make movies about your life experiences, and and up to that point, it was, it was only about you know a bunch of college kids trying to get booze or trying to get laid, and and that was you know that was kind of the the realm of what I could do. And then after, after I finished college, I, I spent a lot of time traveling. I spent a lot of time meeting different people and, and traveling the world a couple of times over. And it really gave me kind of a new, new outlook on things. And, um, and, and the answer to your question, yes, I do. I do think I have something special. Um, you know, I do, I did win a couple of awards in my day. Um, not to, not to toot my, my horn, but you know, it's, I, I mean, I, I've been able to do that. Um, I know in college it was, I was kind of a, a, a big fish in a smaller pond. There was a, a couple of really good filmmakers that won a bunch of cool awards. I was, I, I happened to, to be lucky enough to, to be one of those. Uh, I guess I want to get deeper in on this, this get question okay. of yeah. like, what do you write about? Do you have a specific genre? Are you pitch yourself? I mean, I, I, I love telling stories. I think the thing about me is, is there's, I, I, I'm very comfortable writing something as dark and depressing and sick as the all world, but I'm also, I also love, you know, I, I love a good comedy. I, I love a good, I love a good tear jerking movie. Um, I, I finished writing a Western recently that, um, I really enjoyed quite a bit. Um, is the same thing I did when I was talking to every single you know producer in terms of making my film. I'm I'm obviously not you're you're not gonna you don't work with me because I have any, any credits because honestly all all the stuff that I have up up to this point is is it's basically pointless. But you work with me because you like what I'm doing and and you're gonna find that out when you read my stuff. And and that's you know that's the biggest thing I can say. I, I let the I let the work speak for itself. You talked about how you you've traveled the world a few times. You've met a lot of different people, uh, have gained a lot of different perspectives. Do you think that is now inspiring you to write something different? To write something that is kind of challenging for you? I think one of the biggest things for me with with traveling, I, I've. If I'll, I'll give an example for um, when I went to the Philippines recently, and uh, and you know, there's a lot of funny stories about that. But I think the one thing that I saw it, there is I saw I saw so much poverty, and I've been to other countries with a lot of poverty, but I, I went there and I see I see kids on the street just just begging for money, but then at the same time I'd see a ton of people that that know how to have so much fun and party until seven in the morning and tremendous food but then i you know and then i then i'd see you know i'd see these girls that um you know they 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 trick all these foreign guys into into being their boyfriends so they can earn a bunch of money and i i met this girl and she she told me that about her and her four boyfriends like we were talking candidly you know and and smoking hookah and she was telling me she earns like three thousand dollars a month from all these guys and just and then so just all encompassing with all of those stories, 
you it, it just it opens your mind to so many different things out there and and I, I think there's there's a lot there's a lot with that and um, well I haven't necessarily honed every every bit of it I think I think in a lot of these stories that you see that are really good there's a lot of relatability in, when you watch a movie that you really like there's a lot there's there's a lot of heart there's a lot of relatability whether it's a dark dark film or a comedy I think it's I think that's a very important thing. And so that, I think that's something that I've really kind of got to understand with some of my travels. I've, I myself has, have been traveling a lot and it's been really fueling. I heard that. I, it's been, yeah, yeah, dude. It's, and it's been really fueling my, my art and the, the artistic projects I choose to, to tackle and to take on. But mm-hmm. not only is it fueling me, but going on these trips, man, when you leave America, and you go across the world and you start experiencing something that is completely different, that is completely new to you, it's exciting, man. And mm-hmm. I did not want to leave and come back mm-hmm. to this grind, this hustle, this sweat and tears and bloodshedding life that I've decided to take on. But you feel me, though? You feel me? It's a two-sided coin because... I think well, I'll, I'll, I'll reference the, the Philippines for an example. Everywhere I went, it seemed it's the, the thing. Yeah, I, I have a big thing for Asian girls, especially Filipinas. <laughs> and so, so not not to get too in depth with that, but people ask me why why well, why don't I like white girls or why don't I like this. It's I think the thing about a lot of the, that culture and the Spanish the Hispanic culture as well is they're very family oriented. Family oriented their values are very, very good, very kind, friendly people. A lot of them do know how to have a lot of fun and, and they work. And, and I see that as something that is in a very awesome trait is people that don't, that aren't, they don't make life too complicated. They focus on, on thing on the couple things they think important, family, fun, tradition, um, you know, work, work to pay the bills. Don't, you know, don't, don't work your life and then you know retire for the last five years of your life. They they, they enjoy their life as it is. Drew, um, everything everything you're describing sounds sounds beautiful and it sounds like a dream, dude. Why do we come back? Why is so, it? Why, why do we come back to this? So it's it, it goes both ways. Yeah, I can I can totally see myself retiring in a place like that. But the thing but the thing I see on the other end when I come back to America is you know we always hear the joke oh america's the greatest country on earth america's the greatest and there there's a lot in a lot of ways that is true there's a lot of ways that it's not true and we don't have enough time to get into that but in in terms of what what kind of like i'll use that life as a microcosm what place can you go see a basketball game a hockey game go to the beach within a 20 minute drive um, have a panini and an acai bowl, go to the snow three hours later. Uh, what, what area can you do and go see a comedy show and go see impressionists? And like, like what, like what, what country can you do all of that within? There's not many, there's a, there's definitely a handful, but what, where can you do that? And, and then that, and then that being said too, what country, also allows a lot of those freedoms that you don't have you know there's a lot i mean as great as i talk of the philippines right now they're killing people who are who are using drugs they don't do that in america if you're a cocaine addict in america you're going to die a cocaine addict or you're going to get help um i have a friend that's in bali as beautiful as bali is i had so much fun there but this girl she she has huge bits of depression and she's she's hurt herself before and and what do they say in Bali? Oh, they say that girl's crazy, and that's literally all they do for them. There's no mental health facilities whatsoever. No joke, man. And, I didn't know that. Wow. And, and so there's there's a ton of there's a ton of perks in America that that you're not going to get in a lot of countries. There's a lot of negatives, and like I said, there's there's a reason why a lot of people are leaving America to go to Canada or go to other countries, but. Um, I think we definitely have it better than a lot of other places, and I, you know, that that is something I'm very thank- thankful for is to, you know, be born here and raised here. Hey, Drew, we could talk to you all night, um, but we have we two could. questions for you before you go. And the first is, what do you feel you need to do to get to the next level? 
in your career? That's a great question. Um, I think the thing that I've loved so far in my time in LA is, is the flexibility of my job and, and my ability to work kind of whenever I want, which is great. Um, but I think the thing that's also kind of hindered, um, hindered my, my process with the, the creative is, is a, I've, I've been focused too much on needing to make money. Um, because I've always been the guy that, you know, that has a, a nicer apartment and, you know, owns a new car and, and does all that. And so in essence, I've had to make more money than a lot of my other friends here to kind of break even. And, uh, and so that's, that's, that's been one, one flaw. I don't know exactly how I can, I, I've, I've, I've taken steps to change that I've gotten in a lot, lot cheap, more cheaper apartment and things like that. But also, also is, is having more of a, a stable lifestyle. Um, I, 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 you know, I do like to travel. I do like to go out. I do like to do a lot of things. My work, while it's stable in a sense, it's after I finish my 11 days of working in a row, I get, I get burned out and I need a few days to refuel. And it's not, that is that type of lifestyle is not conducive to success in the film industry with what I'm doing. So I think, I think those two things are what I'm, what I'm actively working on right now to kind of fix that. And so, um, hopefully I'll be in a better place say 12 months from now. All right, Drew, I'm going to try something. I'm gonna try to encourage you right now. Okay. okay. This might not sound okay. encouraging, but Drew, uh, for this, for, for this segment, we need you to close your eyes. I need you to close your eyes and just breathe in. And breathe. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> cut that. All right. I was I was closing my eyes. <laughs> I was so excited. For All right. Um. So, anyways, I wanted to tell you, like, you've got. It sounds like you've got the talent and you've got the drive. The only thing that seems to be keeping you from taking that next step is monetizing your time and making sure it worth every second. Everything that you do. I mean, you're in L.A. Every person you meet is your fan. And I believe that you can really capitalize off that more than you are. Whether you travel the world, whatever you do, whatever you do in life is your business. And I really think that you, once you drop into it, when you go 135% or whatever past that point, you're going to drop into it and you're going to get into a flow where it doesn't matter. You're never going to have a secure schedule. We're never going to have a secure schedule as just being in the entertainment industry or living in general. People could be working at uh, the most secure spot ever, but they could get fired the next day or the company could go under or something could go down, right? In life, I don't think we're ever secure. We make our own security. So I want to encourage you just to do it. Go all in. Um... Make every moment count. Yeah, use your steady job, sure, but use that as an asset. Use every moment of your life as an asset, and I think you're, you're, you're going to be there faster than you realize. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, Drew. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was nice to hear the Tony Robbins speech at the end there. I really appreciate it. Did you, did you, get, mo did you get motivated? Do you feel Dude, inspired? I am... I just walked into Costco and I passed by the heaters and as you were saying that, so I'm, I'm really pumped right now. <laughs> Dude, it's the universe happening for you. You know what you need to pump after this, after we hang up, is you need to pump Believer by Imagine Dragons. Just pump that up oh, and yeah? it'll be good. <laughs> Yo, I Drew. I know play Fort Miners remember the name and I should be okay. Uh, that works too. That works too. I love that song too. Drew, hey man, uh, yeah. we appreciate you calling in. And bo before before I let you go, before we let you go, uh, I wanted to tell you, man, I've known you since college. Uh, we've worked on a few projects together, and the things that I've seen you put out, uh, when I know that you've put in your all, I mean, you've you've produced, you've raised money, you put out quality work, um, and I've always uh, I've always admired the people you bring in together. I think that's one of your, your greatest and biggest strengths is uh, bringing a quality team together. Uh, so, hey man, I'm proud of you, keep pushing. Um, and the thing is, you already know what you need to do, right? Trust yourself and go for it, man. You're capable of anything and everything, dude. Thanks again for calling in. 
You're the man, guys. Thank you. Talk to you later. Hey, Carlos, I just got word that I have. Okay, so there's a friend of mine. She's the hardest worker that I know. Okay. Um, She's worked as a freelance reporter for The Chive, was an anchor on One America News, had her own travel show where she toured private islands, was 2014's Miss Scuba International, worked in L.A. with shows such as Dancing with the Stars, X Factor, Tosh.0, and Chelsea Lately, and even worked with the likes of Conan O'Brien and Stephen Colbert. She is, if you're in San Diego, you know her as Fox 5's sports reporter. It's Tabitha Lipkin, everybody. Tabitha... How would you describe your career so far in just a few words? <laughs> um, I do a lot of things. It's hard to just uh, pinpoint it down. But um, I am Fox 5's newest sports anchor and reporter. I um, work with GoPro as a scuba athlete. I uh, used to be a jetpack instructor here in San Diego. And uh, now I just kind of travel when I can and try to tell interesting stories. How, how did you get on this career path? Um, you know, I wish I had a more glamorous answer than the fact I went to school for it. I went to school to work in broadcast. Um, and I worked really hard in school. And the my senior year of college, there was one opportunity to be an on-air intern at the local Fox affiliate in Austin, Texas, because I went to the University of Texas. And um, somehow I got that opportunity. So I actually was on air before I even graduated college. Right. So what was the spark, though, that made this be your career path? Like, I think we all have that moment where it's like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. What was yours? I knew I wanted to tell interesting stories and connect with people and, you know, do it in a medium in which it put me as the front, you know, being on TV. So um, I think it was just something that I, I kind of dreamed about. I would watch like the, the Today Show when I was younger and think, oh, that's so wonderful. Look at them, you know, telling these stories and meeting these people and how cool would that be? And then I just started to do the steps that I thought it would take to get me there. And before I knew it, I was doing it. I got to circle back because you mentioned jetpacks and my mind is still like stuck on jetpacks. It's stuck on jetpacks right now. Still stuck on jetpacks. Can we? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what? What do you mean by jetpacks? So the, the water, the water jetpacks, the one that you strap to your back and um, and you go flying with. I was um, I was an instructor for those. I was one of the first female instructors in the U.S. Actually, Carlos, do you want to actually know that she also sold meat door to door? We we can go there too. I yeah, mean, I mean, if that? I if I can get some free meat and then go jetpacking afterwards, yes, sign <laughs> me up. And where can people follow you on Snapchat, real quick? Because I want to talk about your Snapchat stories as well as your Instagram stories. Because this lady never sleeps. Seriously. <laughs> Never sleeps. I thought that I don't sleep, Carlos, and you know my schedule when I get into projects. I'm never sleeping. Yes, same here, dude. She sleeps less than I do, and I don't even know how that's possible. Wow. <laughs> well, I sleep a little more now because I've toned it down to just having one full-time job versus having uh, two jobs. So that's good. You know, that's helpful. But uh, my Snapchat is also my Instagram, which is also my Twitter and that's at Tabitha Lipkin. Um, I don't use my Snapchat as much because uh, I'm going to be honest with you. It's gonna, it's dying, and I just don't feel like putting a lot of effort into it. Most of my effort goes into Instagram stories. Can, can I say I appreciate that so much? I've been trying to tell people this because it is. It is. It, it's Facebook, let's just admit Facebook right now is killing the game with social media. They pretty much have the monopoly on social media. Well, yeah, Instagram but, Instagram is my favorite app right now. Yeah, which is good, but here's the problem. Facebook owns Instagram, and Facebook is going to stop allowing original content to be easily seen. Um, you're going to have to start paying for your content to be shown, and it kind of sucks, to be honest. Whoa. So what? And Instagram, I mean, they also own Instagram. So just be prepared for a shift that's going to be happening in the next, I'd say, two years or so. I figured. I figured. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. That's why I'm always behind. I'm always like three <laughs> steps behind, but have the best ideas. But I'm three steps behind. But you're three <laughs> steps behind. Um, Carlos just stepped out. Uh, I don't know exactly where he went. They're in the middle of a podcast. We're in the middle of the podcast. Who does he think he is? He thinks he's my co-host and he gets to get leave whenever he wants. <laughs>
Well, it was great talking to you, Tabitha. I know you're busy. You're probably got other things to do right now. And I said five minutes, and it's already six, uh, going on seven minutes. Unbelievable. I can't believe success. So the, I'll, I'll just send you an invoice for those extra couple minutes. Okay. Though. All right. Uh, the check's in the mail. I'll, you know, I, <laughs> the, really the problem is, is I need a producer. That's really what the problem is. I don't have someone counting me down and oh, yeah. uh, giving me times. <laughs> Thanks, Tabitha. It's always great talking to you. And go ahead and follow her on her Instagram and Snapchat at Tabitha Lipkin. And congratulations on all the steps you're making in your career. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tony. Yeah, have an awesome day, okay? All right, you have a better one. All right, bye, guys. It's always cool to see, like, my friends progressing in their careers. Yeah, man. It uh, it sounds like she's doing great, too. She working for news stations. What? That's good. She she went from jetpacking to news stations. What? From selling meat. From selling meat to to jetpacking to to news stations. To news stations. And (sighs) talk about a career path. (laughs) Yeah, 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 really, seriously. And um, like I said, like I I always think I'm I'm going over and above, right? Mm-hmm. And this Tabitha's one of those people that always <laughs> that is always ahead of me. Like not not that I'm like she's a rival or anything, but she's always constantly inspiring me to do more because the more you do, you can see the fruit of that work. Right, like, mm-hmm. and sh- sh- she just keeps on going, and it's super impressive, super impressive, man. But I want to talk about your career and what is your career path, dude? That's that's a loaded question because I'm in the midst of figuring it out, man. I have first of all, I have the type of the t- first of all, I have the type of personality that I love and enjoy doing a lot of different things. Um, I started off doing performing and theater and acting, and I'm still doing that currently. But now it's just evolved to this plethora of different career options, man. I want to be in film. I want to be on stage. We just started this podcasting thing, man. I'm into hosting now. I love editing. I've always loved editing on the computer, whether it's audio or uh, photos or uh, recording something with my friends, shooting something. There's just this huge amount of interest that I have that it's becoming difficult to to prioritize and to focus all of my energy into those things because I'm also an energy guy right I go 100% in everything that I do if what I produce isn't high quality I get I get down on myself I get hard on myself um which in turn makes me work even harder to kind of master that craft, which is why I believe I am where I am today, right? I believe I'm really good at a lot of different things, but not great at one thing. I think my sister is great at art. She's a painter. She's an artist. Uh, She does animation. I think she's great at it. She's phenomenal at it. But for me, I just think I'm good at a lot of different things. So my career path, man, is changing every day. And to give you a broad and simple answer, it's I want to be in the industry of making art, mm. making art, what, whatever platform that is, it, it's it's making art for not only for the world, for my communities that are close to me, but also for myself, for my self therapy, for my for my self expression. So it's twofold, right? I do it for for outward, but also for inward. Wow, Carlos. That sounded like the most generic artist answer ever. I'm just kidding. If you didn't know, my socks are off while my toes were painting a portrait of my description that I just finished giving you. Yeah, it was super. It was super like meta. Meta. I really felt the aura around you expanding. Uh, I feel like I sh- that needs some reverb. Go ahead. Go ahead. Add I it. felt like the aura around you was expanding. And it also feels like I'm getting lost in a world of myself. All right, but like, (laughs) on your career, but like, let's talk about like strategies. What strategies have you been using just to continue what you're doing? Well, starting off, I was really keen and in believing that it was up to me to figure it out. I can do it alone. This. This industry is competitive, so I'm going to jump in and I'm going to compete. I'm going to do my best. 
But lately, I've come to figure out that it's a lot easier by having support, by asking for help, by having your friends there to network with you. Um, and that's literally pushed me even further, and that's given me a lot more inspiration and motivation to pursue this podcast that we're doing. It's helped me pursue another podcast that we're doing. I mean, I don't know, dude. I'm figuring it out today. Like, what What do you think? What do you What are you doing? How are, we, How are you doing it? So I've always had the. This is gonna sound really weird, but the backdoor strategy. I've never I've never been like a a guy that wants to go head on to something because I never felt that was the right way in. Knocking on the front door is great, but if you can just sneak in the back door, why not? And that that is always been my idea. So that's why I went through broadcasting and all that stuff is to be a performer. I want to be an actor, right? That's my goal is to be an actor and a director. That's it. I've, I mean, I had a I wanted to be an actor, singer, songwriter. That happened. I'm actually living my dream technically right now. You know, I've been a professional actor. I've been pre- professional singer, uh, songwriter. I've done all that. And so that that's the question then for me that I want to know is if you're already doing it, what's the element that keeps pushing you to go to that next level? What is that next level giving you that you're not getting now? It's the little goals. Like, I would love to be in a feature film, right? I haven't done – there's so many things that I haven't done to the level that I want to. And it's now it's just moving levels, right? Um, I am uh, – <laughs> I've been known locally. I wouldn't say I was a local celebrity. It was just someone that – was known locally because I was in my community for a really long time and I uprooted myself and came to the Bay Area. Now I'm here. Um, And the reason why I even do the jobs that I'm doing now, whether they be freelance or just a steady full-time job, is because those jobs are going to teach me something that when I get to the business where I want to be, I'm going to be who I want to be. I don't want to go in just with oh, okay, I'm new and I'm just going to just accept everything. No, I want to go with a good a head screwed on my shoulders correctly. I want to be able to know who I want to work with. I just, I want to do it differently. I don't want to be the guy that has to audition every time. I don't want to end up in L.A. just auditioning. Yeah, that's what I'm going to have to do. But what's more interesting to me is the people that I surround myself with. And I mean, even meeting you, dude. Um, meeting you and seeing your passion just for what you like to do has inspired me to continue to do what I like to do. And if we feed off of each other, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter where I end up, um, but I know I'm going to make those goals. I don't have to worry about making those goals. And that's success to me. And that's why I continue to do the career path because. I, I'm good at it, apparently. I mean, I, I don't I don't tell myself I'm good at it. People have told me I'm good at it. I keep on getting jobs in this career path. Hey, Jonah, you're good at it. Apparently. <laughs> um. So, so I and I love it, and I enjoy entertainment. I enjoy art, and to deny myself that what? Mm-hmm. W- why? If if people are enjoying it, I'm enjoying it. You get paid for it. Why not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of been my strategy is to go through meeting people and, and just learning new experiences. Well, all the all these different things that you're learning and you're pursuing, you're 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 developing all these skills in all these different platforms and different facets. Do you think that gives you a competitive edge at the end of the day to reach your goals? See, I'm I believe I'm a versatile person. Uh huh. Just in general, um, I don't know if it gives me a competitive edge because. I'm not the person hiring me. It's not a competition in that sense for me. So I can only think about what I can do. And if what if there's a point where what I can do can't get me to where I want to be, then I'll acknowledge that fact. But I won't acknowledge that fact until I get to a point that has proven me wrong. Now, we, we have to acknowledge. I, I understand that your success and your happiness comes from the doing of all these things that you know will eventually take you to your goals, will lead you to your goals. But we have to acknowledge the presence of the game in this industry, right? There is a game. And to go through certain hoops and to go through certain windows and 
to kind of put yourself in position for certain opportunities, you at least have to know the game, right? whether to play it or to create your own rules. Right. How do you navigate through that? Because you have to, in a sense, still, like I said, navigate through that. You have to so, face it. You're right. You're right. And I've actually gotten this question before, and this is how I play that game. Is the same way I play the game like Would You Rather or um, Here's a Scenario. Mm -hmm. You know the Here's a Scenario one? So let's say the Trolley Dilemma, right? Everyone knows oh, the trolley dilemma. No, okay. right? I hate this one, dude. But so you know how people play this game, yeah. the trolley dilemma. I always throw a wrench into it because <laughs> I don't believe there's only two options. Mm -hmm. But most people believe that there's only two options, and they have to go that route. So I try to find options that I would be okay with. For the trolley dilemma, like say you got to kill one person or three people, I'm like, there's definitely a way I can do this without killing anyone, mm -hmm. if not myself. I will throw my hand on the, my, I'll throw my uh, body on the grenade before I, you know, willingly take someone else's life. So that's that's kind of the the way I conceptualize. Cue Bruno Mars grenade in this section, That's exactly please. what I was thinking right now. Right now. Yeah. Da, 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 oh, no. You're so off key. You're, that was horrible. Well, okay, listen, I'm fighting through a throat injury right now. Um, pity me. Pity See, me. this is also another thing I think is a part of my strategy is I, I don't have excuses for everything I do. Oh, I just here <laughs> we go. Here we go. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, man. I'm here. I'm but committed. I, I honestly do think, though, like you've got you've to see the world bigger than just the decisions other people make for you, right? If people are telling you you have to audition, there's another way around it. If people are telling you that there, there's always a way around it, you don't have to listen to the herd. Now, I'm not saying that you won't have to eventually do a cattle call or you won't have to do an audition. I'm just saying that every person you meet is a new opportunity. Yeah, man. I mean, they don't need to be treated that way as opportunities because you're not going to get anywhere in life. But they're also a story you can learn from. And that's my favorite part about what I do and about pursuing my career. Yeah, man. I, on all levels, I vibe with you and I agree with you because I'm a man of making my own rules, too. I'm a man of making my own path, right? I think it's bogus and ridiculous that we have to follow this believed pathway that everyone in Hollywood claims that they followed, right? AKA getting produced by Mr. Harvey. I'm not going to say his last name because I can't say it right, apparently. Apparently. Call thank back. You for, thank you for calling that back from our episode zero that people may never listen to. <laughs> if you want to know what we're talking about, listen to episode zero. Episode zero was a special feature. Um, we released way early, way before our podcast was even ready. Uh, and it was about the Me Too trend that happened when uh, it was made popular by Alyssa Milano, right? It was, yeah. I, I believe, and like people are fat checking me now, so I'm not going to say this is true. So it was either on Twitter or Facebook on one of those, okay? Well, I will admit, we did say it was popularized by, well, it was pop. I don't know what we said, you know, because someone's going to fact check me now. <laughs> but um, it was made popular by. Uh, Alyssa Milano, but it, the Me Too hashtag did come out way before that. And you know what? Continue fat checking us. I that's fine. I love it. I encourage it. I'm just I apologize. My bad. Yeah. So, what do you think is the biggest obstacle for most people to pursue their careers, man? I think I think the biggest obstacle is. <clears throat> A discipline factor. I think it has to do with consistency. Discipline and consistency, right? Keep going through the tough. Because it's going to get tough. Everything that we do is going to be hard once we get to a certain level of it, right? And what I think also with that is a level of comfortability. Yeah. Like people... Well, what's your personality, right? Like, are you are you a person that's really flexible and can kind of grind through that? Do you have resilience, or are those things that you're lacking? And because 
you haven't developed those skills or it's a it's a trait you, you you're not strong in you check out it's not for you i think there's a lot of people that have become too so comfortable with their situation that they don't feel a need to pursue anything right when you when you get complacent and you get comfortable like what like trust fund babies well, it could be trust fund babies. It could be a full-time job. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. And the more comfortable you get with it, the more complacent you get, the harder it is to leave and to take a risk. So I think we get comfortable with where we are. where we are, mm-hmm. And so we become complacent. And then we just don't see our goals as being attainable. right? Or, or just don't care anymore well i think we still do care and it does actually emotionally affect us because we're not living what we want to be doing but then also we have on the flip side right i think i think people do care it's just they don't care enough to motivate themselves to do something about it they're so complacent and i also do think that people can't Mm, it's like giving up it's like giving up it is giving it is giving up that is giving up and then the other thing is like people have a hard time reframing their idea of success Ah, that's a big one, huh? Because I honestly think just because you... I'm just going to use acting because I feel a lot of people want to be actors and actresses. Sure. Um, Uh A lot of people want to do it and then they run into issues because, you know, they have to have a family or they get a steady paying job and their mom doesn't want them to or whatever it is, whatever the excuse is. Mm -hmm. But then when they get to that point where they're actually content... They can't reframe their success to being like, you know what? This is success for me. Raising my family is a success. This is what I want to do now. And they get stuck in the past. When maybe you are successful. But to not be able to see your successes, I think is, I think it's an obstacle. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to follow you here. Are you saying that... Other priorities come into play and they start focusing on other priorities, like say they start a family or whatever, and then they value that as success and they forget about the other goals? Or No, I'm saying they what? don't value it as success. Like the whole... Like having a family or I having see. a career that's working out for them because they want something way more that you know just isn't right for them at that time. Mm-hmm. When, they don't see the, when you don't see the success that you have made... I think it can be hard to even be happy at that point. Yeah, I, oh man, you're speaking to me right now. You're speaking to me right now because I just went through that probably like two or three years ago. Um, I've been pursuing acting since, since I was in high school, graduated high school, went to college to study it graduated and kind of did my freelancing thing trying trying to put myself and my talent and my face out there and it was hard it was a struggle I got small gigs small projects but I kept doing it right boom 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 didn't give up just push 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 until eventually it the opportunities could break for me right but then it got to a point where I stopped believing in myself because I wasn't reaching the goal of I need to be in a feature film. It's still a goal of mine, but I wanted it so badly at that point that it was such a far away success, a, a far away goal for me that I forgot about the small goals in between, right? And so because I neglected the small goals that eventually could lead to that big one, I started not being present. I stopped living in the moment. I I stopped putting my quality work into things and I started to give up. I started to give up to a point where I was unhappy living where I was and I was like, I just need to move. I need to go somewhere. I need to experience something new as a human being, not even as an artist. I just felt like passionately and motivationally, I was kind of dead and boring as a person. So I knew, I mean, I was, I still had a good head on my shoulder. I was like, you know, I, I knew at that point that I needed to get away and I needed something new. But then I got a great opportunity with my current employer, which gives me an awesome opportunity to do acting full time. It's my, my day job is acting. And it's not only acting, dude, you get to make an impact on lives, on the, the future of America. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is. I think it's crazy, man, dude. I, I, 
I'm so surprised how big of an impact we make uh-huh. as actors, as performers. We make a huge impact on these youth. We we perform for youth, and we'll get letters back that are just you can't predict how you are affecting people and that's what's so cool i think about performing Mm -hmm. and sharing art is the art's great the art's great but really the stories and the impact of those stories is so much better can i share an impactful story that just happened today sure that i forgot to tell you go ahead so so we went out to to a school and we performed a show for the kids. And the the range of kids that we, the age range of kids that we performed for is from grades kindergarten through about fifth, sixth grade. So they're really young. Well, my what, one of my characters that I play in the show wears a Mexico jersey. And he's... He's Latino. He's a he. He's a Mexican character, and I myself am also Mexican. So cool, ah, uh-huh. meta, super cool, right? After the show, this little girl, right, right when we're standing outside of the door to say bye to everyone, this little girl comes up to me, and we're all giving people high fives, and she looks at me and she says, "Hey," with the like biggest grin on her face, but also like kind of really shy, like the in between, you know. Mm-hmm. She looks at me and she says, "I'm so lucky. I'm Mexican." Gives me a high five and then walks away. You know how cool that is to like just hear, especially right now in this time, mm-hmm. because because of political issues, because of so many things. There's just so many things going on in our world here, especially in California. To be proud of who you are as a person. And to be able to give that, just to hear that you were able to give that for to one kid. It's incredible, man. It's incredible. And it makes it all worth it. Moments like this validate all the hard work that I choose to do to follow this. You know, before it was really glamorous goals and glamorous perceptions of success but really now what it is 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 to find connection with people and that's where my success and happiness comes from from my art and from my from my uh pursuit of this career path that i'm following and in order to have these moments i've i've developed and discovered that i need to discipline myself I need to not give up when it gets tough. I can't check out. I need to I need to be mindful of the distractions that I'm prone to. Like I love doing a lot of things, a lot of bad habits that take me away from putting a positive energy into following my career path. So that's where I'm at right now, man. And like I said, you inspire me to stay on that track, you know, that 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 good track. Of course, we're going to slip on that track. I mean, you've seen me slip. Yeah, I mean, I've been in the same spot, dude. Um, definitely gone through bouts of, like, depression where it's just like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. Like, mm-hmm. why why am I even trying this? And a lot of it has come from just the out, outside of me, right, and actually taking that and absorbing that. And so that environment – that you surround yourself in really can, I believe, really can affect you in ways that you just don't see right away. Mm-hmm. And really working with people like you, people that want to do more, right? People that are pursuing more and people that are really trying to get active has really inspired me. And being able to surround myself with more of those people really motivates me. Um, because I was... I was a bigger brother. I was an older brother. Um, when I was eight, I became an older brother. You're, you're, you're but you're, you're, you're the middle brother, right? I'm the middle brother. <clears throat> uh-huh. um, but in some senses, I became the older brother because my older brother left. Uh, he moved out around 18. So I was the older brother. And we, me and my older brother went on different life paths. And I felt I had to be the example not only to my younger brother, but even to my older brother. Because 
there were things as as a weight that puts a lot of weight on a kid. But I took it on and it motivated me to prove everybody wrong. You know, I was told since I was a kid, like, yeah, 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 you're, you're a great singer, but you'll never you'll never get paid for that. Or you, you're not, you're not gonna get paid that much for magic. Like that's not a real job. You should get a real job. Oh, you're not gonna get any money. You're gonna be a starving actor. You know, have you heard of starving actors? Yes, I've heard of starving actors. <laughs> and it's my full time job now. Like, that to me is impressive. Um, and that's what I see now. Not only like I've done it for my little brother. I've graduated college. I did it all. I graduated college literally to tell people you don't have to go to college. Like, that's why I graduated. Um, and I've gotten to a point where that's not even my focus anymore. My little brother's going to be 18. I am now trying to be an example for the world. I mean, that's, yeah, that's dramatic if you want to call it that. But, I mean, th- everyone in the world can see you now on social media anywhere. It doesn't matter. You don't know who you're coming in contact to every day. So you are broadcast every day. Everything I do is being seen by someone. So how can I make my life impactful? Right? What can I do constantly to make... uh, to be able to motivate anyone else in whatever they're doing to be able to accomplish their own goals? And... Yeah, you could do that anywhere. You could literally do that anywhere. I'm glad that I work as a professional actor because it gives me that, not only am I able to make an impact on a a lot of young lives, I'm also able to meet a bunch of different people that they're going to impact me and I'm going to be able to return that favor. And that's really why still, not only am I good at it, it's... It's something that can just be a vicious cycle of positivity. And one of the biggest fears, one of the biggest fears for people is public speaking. That's something I can do. That's something I can offer. That's something truly of myself I can give. Because what do we really have to give? We have things, we have money, but what does that do? It's physical. It's a it's a noun. They are just things. It's just paper. But what can you actually give someone for the rest of their life? And that's to be able to communicate. That's to be able to make an impact. That's to be able to make a difference. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. That's that is the truth, man. And uh, so this is this is really funny. Um, I literally just got a random Facebook message, and it said, "Hello, how is your journey going?" And I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna respond to this random Facebook message." And I go, "My journey is a struggle, comma a joy and an adventure. All things I'm proud to represent." They asked, what is your current struggle? I said, the usual debt and not having enough time in the day, being where I want to be in life. They go, where do you want to be? I said, further in my career, which is entertainment. And they go, are you excited about your toothpaste? Oh, dude, I just got some new toothpaste I'm actually excited about. I I can honestly answer that. Yeah? Yeah. All right, sweet. Because, look, I said my toothpaste, question mark. And they go, yes, your toothpaste. I said, should I be? She goes, well, I'm seeing that. If everything you touch gives you joy, that added to your higher vibrations, making life more joyful. If the products you use every day to beautify yourself are products that you enjoy and were were produced with joy, do you think that would add to your happiness? Yes. And it was just like, well, I like that. I like that post. I just, it was a message. It was a personal message. I never met this person. What the what? Never met this person. But it got me thinking about like 
the impact that you can have on yourself as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. right? Just by using the things around you. And again, like these are things, these are objects. These aren't, and at the end of life, they're not gonna do crap for us. They're not, they're not. But these things can also make an impact on your life. It's just that vicious cycle, being able to keep that vicious cycle going. It was such a cool post to get, man. Mm-hmm. It was such a cool post to get. Well, I gotta tell you about this toothpaste. Okay, tell me about the toothpaste. Okay, so I'm really excited about this toothpaste because I've been doing some like research on fluoride and how like super bad it is for you and also how like the Nazis used to use them to gas the Jews during the Holocaust and many other people um, for a lot of different reasons. By the way, the Holocaust never happened and the earth is flat. That was a joke. That was a joke. Shout out to B.O.B. And it's actually making my teeth whiter and it, it's bringing me joy because when people ask me, Hey, what do you use for your teeth? I get to tell them about t- toothpaste and guess what? It's organic. It's natural. It's healthy for you. Okay. Now I feel like we got to bleep out t- because you totally just give an endorsement. That's basically what just happened. Well, they got to sponsor us now. They got to sponsor us. <laughs> Hit us up. T- Hit us up. Hey guys, well, you've listened to Mindful Meets Messy. I'm Jonah Price. I'm Carlos Mendoza. Thanks for listening. Deuces. This has been Mindful Meets Messy. I'm Jonah Price. And I'm Carlos Mendoza. Intro done by Jonah Price. With special guest. Mr. Drew Cathy. And Tabitha Lipkin. This has been a Little Big Entertainment production.